0: Hi, welcome back to the official podcast of the WCD. There's a World Congress of Dermatology, which will be held next in Singapore in 2023. I'm Dr Etienne Wang from the National Skin Centre of Singapore, and I will be a host for this podcast. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. In this podcast, I will speak to dermatologists and skin researchers from all over the world to talk about all things dermatology. Before we start, I would like to remind you that registration and abstract submissions are open for the WCD, and you can access the links in the description to submit your abstract today my resident co-host ellie is back from the aad and she has something to discuss with us hi ellie welcome back
1: Hi, Tian. Yeah, it's, it's so great to be back. I mean, AAD was so exciting this year. I think everyone was just really glad to be back after two years of not having any physical meeting. Mm. Yeah, so, um, I mean, something that was very... There were a lot of interesting talks, but one thing that I was quite interested about was actually during one of the plenary lectures when they talked about this concept of genomic-based prognostication for melanoma. Mm-hmm. Something that they talked about is this uh, 31 gene expression profile test, the 31 GP. So there are quite a few commercially available tests, but I think this is one of the most commonly used ones. And there was something that was quite new to me, so I thought it was quite interesting and did a bit more reading up about um, this 31GEP test. So essentially, this 31 GP testing is a panel of 31 genes that's tested from the primary tumor. Uh, in this context, it's melanoma, and they tested using real-time PCR. And based on this panel, it stratifies patients into a high or low risk group of recurrent and overall survival and um, people I guess use it because it helps to determine how intensively you want to monitor patients how intensively you want to follow them up for
0: Hmm. Yes, this is reminiscent of other kind of gene expression prognostication in other cancers, such as for breast, there's the 70 gene um, GEP called MAMAPRINT, and there's panels for ovarian and prostate cancer as well. Although these genes are associated with poorer outcomes and does increase surveillance, does it actually make a difference or is that, does it just add to patient anxiety?
1: Hmm. That's, that's a very good point, actually, and it's something that some people have come to criticise These panels, in that you know whether or not these panels really add value over existing prognostic markers like the TNM staging, um, you know, number of mitoses, the patient's age, etc. There was a clinical study that found that patients tested with this 31 GEP had a better overall survival than patients not tested with this panel, um, even after controlling for other clinical pathologic risk factors and hazard ratio for overall survival 0.66. So this study suggests that patients may have been better monitored. That means higher risk patients may have been more appropriately and intensively monitored after this testing. But I think that's just one study and we do need further studies to determine how useful this panel really is. There was a systematic review that did show that this GP testing did also come with significant false positives and false negatives. That's why at this point, it is not recommended for routine use um, until at least further larger scale studies are done.
0: Yes, and I think I also saw one paper where a very early melanoma, such as stage 1A, the gene expression profile did not make any difference because it was so early. So maybe it would be more relevant to more advanced cancers. And maybe even like when you are choosing the therapies. I know in breast cancer, some patients with certain low genetic and clinical risk could actually be spared chemotherapy and still have the same survival. Is that the same for melanoma?
1: For the studies that I've come across, it's more just determining the follow-up, how closely you monitor the patients for. So for high-risk patients, you may want to do routine imaging and labs for these patients. Um, from the studies that I read, it hasn't really been used to guide treatment. So I'm not very sure about that aspect.
0: Okay, yep, I'm pretty sure we'll hear about that in maybe an upcoming conference like a WCD.
1: Yeah, I think it's very interesting. I mean, this is definitely going to be an area that I think is increasingly and eventually going to be part of routine clinical practice. Eventually.
0: And not just for cancer, but you know, this whole thing about personalized medicine and precision Mm. medicine, although these are already quite antiquated terms um, about how we can tailor treatments and prognosis to different types of skin conditions, including inflammatory conditions as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, Yeah. like whether you can predict like patient's response to certain biologics, I think that would be very interesting as well. Yes.
0: Okay, well, Thank you Ellie mm-hmm. that was very interesting. Um, I'll mm-hmm. speak to you soon.
1: Yep. Okay, See you. Around bye. <laughs> bye bye.
0: And now I'd like to invite Professor Denise Steiner to the podcast. She runs a very successful private practice in Sao Paulo, specializing in dermatologic and cosmetic surgery. And she was the president of the Brazilian Society of Dermatology in 2013 and 2014. She was also the secretary general of the CILAD in Rio de Janeiro in 2014. Welcome, Denise, to the
2: podcast. Uh, thank you. I am. It's an honor to be here and to participate of this podcast. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Oh,
0: well, it's, it's night time here, but I think, I think you're going to have a wonderful day ahead of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I see that you do a lot of cosmetic dermatology. What is exciting you about cosmetic dermatology at the moment?
2: Because we can do a lot of combinations. Uh, we have good procedures like uh, uh, PDO threads and we have bio-stimulator with and Hydroxapatite and we have also threads and it is very exciting to do a combination of these all procedures and here in Brazil they do a lot of cosmetic clinic and cosmetic dermatology. Yes,
0: I think think Brazil is very well known for the cosmetic
2: and plastic surgery. Um, Is
0: it a very important part of the culture there?
2: Yes, we do a lot and uh, our resident uh, doing is during their formation and uh, we have this during the residency and now we have about 8,000 dermatologists in Brazil and all do something about cosmetic dermatology and some uh, surgery. And uh, oh, wow. we combine this. We do a lot of things in uh, hair restoration too and uh, so on.
0: Mm. So you think that it's a good time to start teaching cosmetic dermatology during residency?
2: Yes, I am professor in, uh, in a residency and I think it's very important uh, to have something during this period because uh, when they start hair formation, that they uh, know something, and then in Brazil, we have about 70 departments of dermatology and we have a formation with three years, the residency or specialization is three years, and in the last year, our resident or our specialist has uh, something about cosmetic and cosmetic surgery. Hmm. you mentioned earlier things like threads
0: and um, biostimulators do you do these uh, procedures every day
2: in my office i did three or four days in a week uh, but it's very common fillers, uh, biostimulation, stimulation and also threads
0: hmm. is there anything new on the horizon that we should be looking out for
2: I think now is very interesting the question about the epigenetic and something about and some thing like this, because we are combining everything and treat with new cells treat with new actives in the skin and the... Uh, how I, I said, the combination with a lot of things is the exciting now. Hmm.
0: And what do you think the role of pollution in skin aging is? And is that something that cosmetic dermatology can address?
2: Yes. So the, the sun is uh, here in Brazil. We have a, a lot of sun all the time and the protection and... Uh, the sunscreens very important, but the pollution, especially here. I am in São Paulo, uh, and uh, is a big city with uh, pollution. And uh, we try to avoid pollution and to protect the skin because it's a a very important thing.
0: And you mentioned earlier that you do a lot of hair restoration as well. How do you manage your patients with hair loss these days?
2: I think the most important thing is uh, do a right uh, diagnosis uh, because we have a lot of kind of uh, alopecias and uh, we have good surgeons here in Brazil that do transplantation for hair restoration, but uh, we do a lot of treatments. We have here uh, a kind of drug delivery. The name is MMP, uh, microinfusion of drugs in the uh, skin. And it's very interesting. We use finasteride and minoxidil and the combination of drugs and treat. Androgenetic alopecia, and we use also corticoids to treat alopecia areata, and we try to do this kind of treatment, and we are starting also with PRP, that is very interesting thing. A uh, regenerative medicine.
0: Mm, wow. That's that's very extensive and very nice list of things you can offer your patients. Yes. Yes. Um, have you ever been to Singapore?
2: No. No. Uh, it will be my. Oh. I'm in Singapore. <laughs> I am.
0: Uh, <laughs> so you'll be looking forward to coming to Singapore next yes, year. Yes.
2: Yes. I, I am uh, curious about uh, everything, but it's my first time. <laughs>
0: Great. What, what are you looking forward to for the WCD in 2023?
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a very good idea because we had the pandemic and uh, we are exciting about uh, this confraternisation. It uh, it's very interesting to start uh, again congress like this and uh, I think uh, WCD 2023 will be very nice, very interesting and uh, everything is good. Mm,
0: good, great. That's great to hear. I can't wait to meet you um, next year at the WCD and thank you so much for your time, Prof Sina. Uh
2: I thank you very much and we will be there in Singapore and I think uh, this will be a wonderful congress and I, I think a lot of Brazilian dermatologists will be there thank you very yes, much great.
0: i was actually in the silat about three years ago and met a lot i met quite a few of you with uh, professor chan
2: Ah, uh, yes yes, <laughs> yes. Uh.
0: okay all right have, have a nice day denise and a great weekend Bye.
2: Bye. Have a nice day. Thank you. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining us on another episode of the official podcast of the WCD. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram at WCD Singapore, and check out the WCD website, wcd2023singapore.org for more updates and content on the WCD. At that website, you can find links to register for the WCD and submit your abstracts for next year's WCD. And until next time, stay safe and use Sunblock.